eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't set off to go undefeated. I set off to win the championship. Look, the boys, all the boys need more work. That's just the bottom line. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Title 24. I'm Ricky Carmichael. That's Ryan Villapoto. Uh, Title 24 presented by NBC Sports and, of course, our great sponsors. Uh, United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and, of course, Quadlock. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we've got a great show. Man, some great racing, some drama, as always, from Redbud. I wasn't there. Looking forward. I will be at Southwick. RV will be there, too, as well. But um, you, you, didn't go to, uh, you didn't go to Redbud, did you? Did not go to Redbud. Was able to, you know, uh, watch it on TV. Got some great racing to watch. Um, you know, Redbud to me looked like one of the best tracks this year so far. Best prep yeah. job. Um, I know everybody as as all the racers really really like Redbud Fourth of July weekend. So it's a big crazy mayhem party um, out there for in, in Lot B, guys. If you've never checked it out, you got to check it out one day. But uh, yeah, no, it was insane. It was a good weekend. Good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great weekend. Lot, lot B has uh, definitely got it going on. I, uh, I, one thing I, I liked about Redbud RV is like I felt like it had all elements of of a track. Right? It was kind of jumpy. It had some sand sections, some fun tight corners, some sweeping corners. Like every element that you could ever think that a motocross track would have, it had it, and that's what was always fun. And then, of course, you said the vibe of that place is just unreal. The fans are uh, absolutely epic there. It was. It was really good. You know, I think the it looked like the 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 hillsides were packed with with fans on the on on Fourth of July weekend. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was a great race to watch, and we'll we'll dive right into this thing, buddy. Yeah, I know. It, uh, well, I mean, go start with the with the two fifty. I mean, you you. I thought that Hayden was capable of of winning uh, a national. Obviously, he got some help um uncharacteristic mistake and just first turn pile up with hunter and hunter going out was the second moto always hate to see that hopefully he'll be okay but definitely i think it definitely tightens the screws up on the championship from your perspective how do you think that the dynamic changes with hunter going out hayden getting his first win career win uh at the you know in, in the class, like, how do you think the championship battle changes from here on out? Well, you know, obviously, um, Hunter coming into, into Redbud, um, into last weekend had quite a bit of a, a points cushion on the rest of the field, but missing, 
Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, he got, he's got four wins. Um, Hayden's 11 points down now. And, yeah. um, you know, that's definitely a, a lot closer, tighter race than it, than it has been um, so far this year. And, you know, I definitely think that, that man, Hunter's starting – has been okay. It hasn't been great. You know, we've had, he said, this is, I think the second first turn pileup he's been into called Colorado. He was into one, Um, you know, so we see this kind of happening here. It is at red bud here. You got Hayden getting a massive hole shot and then you got Hunter getting locked up into the back there and uh, you know, and not being able to recover, not being able to get back out there and Bish is a big old pileup, you know, very fast section mm-hmm. at Red Bud. I like how they actually went back to the old start, guys. Um, you know, Motocross the Nations a few years yeah. ago, they ran it just straight down. You can see everybody trying to get up. You know, you got Hunter down, and um, who else is there? I got a KTM guy. We have um, Reynolds mean? down also. Yeah, Reynolds down. And, you know, so I, I like the old style. That's the start that me and you grew up racing at Red Bud. And then there's Hunter going into, yep. you know, the, the Alpha Stars mobile medical unit to get checked out. But total bummer. He's he he needs to I don't want to sit here and say he needs to work on his starts, but putting himself in a little bit better position coming into those first turns. This is the second time it's happened um, this year for Hunter. So definitely need to improve his starting position. Um, whatever that looks like. I don't know. Being a little more cautious or just purely just getting the whole shot right to to get him out of those scenarios um because man another one of those or like i said we're only 11 points he's only 11 points ahead now of hayden so um yeah you know i, I know I this is so. kind of like typically the halfway right this is t- halfway yeah. of the we're season halfway. now halfway, so yeah. get close feel like, i feel like there's going to be a, a conversation rv of like oh is this you know is, is this going to be the opportunity that that hayden was looking for does he go to the next level and I think for sure this is going to help him. I truly believe that now, like, you know, he's like you're what you said. We saw the point series only 11 points back halfway through, but I just don't feel like he has the raw speed just yet for two motos every single weekend. So maybe this is that breaking point. I feel like we all have been, uh, we've been in, in situations in our career RV where it's like, okay, we're looking for that next, next step right to where mm-hmm. he can run hunter pace both motos every single weekend every track that we go to and maybe this is that breaking point maybe maybe this is that next step i think it would be cool to see that it's going to be a lot of fun to see if that happens you can see right here we're watching the uh, reaction from when he uh when hayden wins uh, you mm-hmm. got the family there and then the epic crowd but Dude. i just wonder like that's what i'm looking for like is this going to be the next thing that catapults him to in, in his career and he takes that next step because you know I, I don't think he's faster all the time compared compared to hunter and 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 the, and the points show that but now that he's been given a gift maybe that's that next level do you do you think he's ready for that next level and it's going, he's going to get to that stage or I would say, so I would say, I would say no. On one hand, I would say, no, he's not ready. And the reason why I'm going to say, no, he's not ready is if he, if he's up till this point has been very inconsistent. So uh, honestly, he's been one of the more consistent riders out there um, for most of the motors. Yes. He's had some, you know, some fists, some eights, some, you know, a couple, you know, motos that aren't great, but as for, 
as far as his consistency as this uh, as we go through on through the season um he's right he is right there and now with this little bit of a gift to your point of him you know hunter going down on the first turn not coming back not being able to rebound um and get back into that second moto we see the points gap only 11 now i do think that's going to give him confidence i think he's going to um, potentially with confidence becomes with when you become to ride a little bit better. And I, his speed is very close. I don't think he's got um, Hunter's skill per se just yet. He's a rookie. We, you know, if he makes a mistake, it wouldn't be shocking to, to me or probably to you or anybody else because he is a rookie. Um, but right now he's not riding like necessarily a rookie. He's, He's, uh, you know, now the carrot is the dangling of the carrot is much closer to him. It's in, it's in, it's in reach now. So one other, one little mistake, um, from Hunter, another, uh, you know, first turn crash or, or bike problem or whatever the case may be, it's, it's motorcycle racing. We gotta, we have to look at all the factors that come into play and some factors has nothing to do with the rider. It just happens. Right. So, um, if we have another one of those come into play, who knows what we see here with the points and in the spread and, and um, how close Hayden can get to him. But yeah, he's riding phenomenal right now, man. It's for, for, for a rookie and in his first full, full season, um, really crap. Hey, if you ask yeah, him, I, mean, I go back to, he wasn't even, there was a, at a moment in time, he wasn't even going to race pro this year. Remember? And then like all of a sudden he just shows up at Houston Supercross for the opener. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and he's doing a good job managing the, the, the schedule. Right. I mean, we, he just did eight, eight rounds of supercross and in a couple weeks off and now we're, we're halfway through motocross and um, you know, it, you know, you can see it on some of the guys out there where it's like, man, you know, the, it's getting long on the tooth for, for racing the series, all of that. But when you're in Hayden's position, you're just, you're looking for more, more weekends because it's, 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 it's coming I want to say it's yeah. coming easy for him, but uh, it's the weekends are, are are becoming very fun for him. He just got his first overall, and uh, you know I guarantee he's jonesing for more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I that that is great point, a great point. And and all of our viewers and and, and listeners, whether you're watching it on YouTube or Peacock or, or you're listening to the podcast on your on your applicate whatever podcast application you listen to, I think for someone like myself and RV like to expand on what he's saying is there's moments in your career where you, you, you know, like say you're running podiums all the time and then, you know, over time you get better, better than those, those podiums become seconds and those seconds becomes first. And I feel like, and that's what I'm looking, looking forward to see and interested to see. And it's intriguing to me to see if Hayden is in that spot. Yes. He's shown brilliance and yes, he's shown speed. He's done a great job in his rookie season, but I feel like he's at that stage now, especially given this this little gift uh, from from Hunter's mishap. This could be one of those moments where he elevates to the next level. I already think that he has things, and you mentioned it um, that there's some things you just can't teach. I mean, we could we could help riders and we could coach riders. It's some some things you just are out of our control. And I think he has that. He's super special in that regard. And so I, that's what I'm looking for. I think this is one of those moments. So it's going to be uh, exciting to see to see that. And um, man, it could go go down to the wire here. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's going to be very interesting. And let's say it plays out the exact kind of the same, and we see a lot of the same till the end of outdoors. But I think the other one thing that we have to pay attention to is 
is is the the last three um shootout rounds too because they'll get a little bit of a break coming into that it's it's back to kind of supercross but a, but a bigger platform of supercross not a, a typical stadium style um hayden's probably going to come out swinging um for for the last three you know shootout yeah. rounds man i think he's going to be he's going to be on fire there yeah i think and i think he's going to continue to get better every single weekend you know just i mean he has been. And every time he's in a situation that he can learn from, that's just going to make him that much better. You, like you say, you know, his riding is going to continue to get better. He's going to know what to expect. He's going to know how his bike needs to be. And that's just going to help him coming mm -hmm. on those playoff rounds for sure. Um, you know, I just think if, to your point, Hunter's got the, um, Hunter's got to put himself in better positions. I think he's got to play a little defense on the start just in case he doesn't get the whole shot to where he's in a good spot to where he's not going to get in those first-term pileups and kind of use his experience. I still give Hunter the um, the advantage just because of his knowledge. You can see right here we're watching some footage. He's talking with his mechanic of looking. Trying and, to pick uh, this eight. Is the, the Moto 1 when he actually got the whole, yeah, right? He got the whole shot there. So – I think he's going to have to play a little defense, especially now. Um, I think he can't get complacent against a guy like Hayden. You don't want Hayden to get any more confidence than he already has. You know he's going to get better, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see. Outside of this, there's some other drama. We had a Red Cross flag here with Justin Cooper. We had a Joe. Yeah. <laughs> tell me, tell me your thoughts. I mean, I know we already talked about the Red Cross, but. What do you think about this? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I did watch it. Justin Cooper, um, right here after mechanics area, there's this W you can see the red cross out to the right, the lights going that technically is a, I've, we've raced that. That is a total blind jump. You can yeah. see the rider down to the left there. So pretty sketchy spot. Um, you know, and clearly didn't see it. So I would say that that to me, um, you know, because of the jump, because, because of the severity of, of, kind of how far you fall down because you, you yeah. jump down that um that step down and and uh definitely a very blind spot and you know you got to pay attention to those red car but red crosses you know now i do think i'm going to say it again i do think that if you're going to pull a red cross if you're ama and if you're and if you're on the radio the headsets you're you're sell, you're telling them to pull a red cross you, a red cross is needs to be more on the track like you could see where that guy the where the guy that was uh, flagging the red cross is quite a ways off the side of the track. I would like to see him standing more on yeah. the track, like where the yellow marker is so that it's very more visible, especially if it's the severity of, if it is to where you're pulling the red cross, you better get that sucker out on the track. Um, it's not just a yellow flag. If that was a yellow flag scenario and you were standing there, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have a problem with that. But because it was a red cross and you, they were three, four feet off the track waving it, that sucker, that guy needs to be yeah. one foot kind of on the track, paying attention to what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, it needs to be, it, there definitely needs to be more urgency if it's a red cross flag. And it's exactly you know, that's, isn't that what they're for? That's right. So I, I do Please. see that, you know, and I think we, we have another little replay too. Also, I think of, uh, you know, <laughs> Joseph, oh, now that we're talking about points being docked and things yeah. like that, we got Joe Shimoda. Um, coming up to the finish. Here's the sand whoops up to the finish, pops off the track, gives her the berries yeah. and, uh, you know, maintains the pass, maintains the pass. And then, you know, oh, so, dude. you know, well, part of the rules are, I mean, if nobody doesn't know is you're, 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 
if you're off the track, you have to maintain or hold a, a, a fairly slow pace. You can't be gaining speed off the track. You can't be clicking gears and giving yep. it full gas, right? <laughs> exactly. So um, he's off the back, pulling a wheelie, hopping back on. You're like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. I know how the race. You know, as a racer, you get you get. Um, you know, you're like, man, I just jumped on the track. Got to get back on the track as fast as possible. All those things. But, you know, we've all been racing long enough. We know, we know what the rules are. You can't just blow off the track and then, and then stay in it. You know, you kind of, you gotta, you gotta crack the throttle and, right. you know, I don't think anything would have happened to Joe in there. If, um, I didn't see it's, I know it's a star rider. I don't know what, right. Who, who exactly it was, but comes up. If that guy would have just dropped, if he would have followed suit and got in behind, um, the star rider, um, is that Justin Cooper? I think yeah. if you would have yeah. just followed suit, jumped in behind him, I doubt something would have probably been said. Um, but yeah, it, nonetheless, he, uh, he gave her the berries. Yeah. he goes by Cooper lost five points. Shimoto was docked one position. He went from seven to eight. Um, moving on to the 450 class RV. And I know it's great to see Anderson back. And of course, Chase Sexton back hated to see uh, Coop going out and uh, not being not being able to race but uh nevertheless jet uh continues to to go undefeated he's on track to go 22 and 0 um dude i've i've said it a couple times you said it a couple times i feel like there's sometimes we're trying to make something of like oh my gosh look at this scenario this weekend he he's gonna get beat and i almost feel like it's fake like yep. this fake that we're building up and trying to build drama where there isn't i don't even think like, like do you agree this guy he's going to ride to the speed he needs to ride to win the race and if he needs to step it up he's gonna step it up and i i don't see it's going to be hard for anyone to beat this guy outside of a mud race in my opinion i 100 percent agree i don't think we've seen jets all out you know battle dog fight mm -hmm. Um, he really hasn't been put in that situation yet, you know, so, um, his, the way he rides, the way he's able to, the, the pace he's able to, to run at, which right now is, is even at his call it 80%, I'm going to just use it, it's 80%. He's still got 20% in the bag. Um, that 80% is still better than, than, um, a hundred, the, the other guys that show up at a hundred percent, in my opinion, I don't think we've seen jet have to really get into a dog fight and really, put, put it out on the line yet. Um, I think he will arise to pretty much any occasion. Um, and here's the other thing too. If let's say Hunt, uh, jet does get end up getting beat, he knows his points situation. He knows how, where he's at. He knows his ability or how much better he is than, than the rest of the guys right now. So if he ends up getting beat, he's going to be like, Hey man, I didn't have it. I, you know, I, I felt like it wasn't worth pushing the risk. I mean, everybody would love to go 22 and Oh, I mean, I've never gone 24 and Oh, Ricky, I know you've gone 24 and Oh twice. Um, mm -hmm. that's a huge, you know, it's a, it's, that's a huge kind of accomplishment. It's something that really doesn't happen very often. It doesn't get talked a lot about, but still like yeah. there's only three dudes in that category and you're, you're in it twice, James in it yeah. once. So to go 22 and Oh, I mean, it's a huge, huge accomplishment, but I also think that the way these kids were raised and their, their racing ability and, and how well they think when they're racing, I think he's only going to do that 22 and Oh, if things really all fall into place, if not big picture is obviously the championship. Yeah. He's going to, yeah. he's going to play those cards. 
And and that's what he should do, right? I think like exactly. Yeah, twenty two and zero. So like I always tell people like. When I went undefeated, it's not like, and you know this, because I think our racing approach was the same. Big picture, we'll do whatever we got to do to win win the championship. But we got to take some seconds. We'll take some seconds, but we're gonna go like hell and try to win every race that we can. But I don't. I didn't set off to go undefeated. I set off to win the championship, mm-hmm. right? And I and I feel like Jet is the same way. He just happens to be winning every single moto. So if he, if he, if he gets beat by once one time, or if he gets beat in a moto to your point, you said it exactly the way I would say it does. I don't think that he cares that much. He wants that title. That's where the big money's at. Right. So exactly. I mean, I think you come back to the truck, say he gets beat and he goes, he'd be like, damn, I just, you know, I, we had 24, 22 and zero right there, you know, and then he brushes it off. You know, I don't think it's going to be something that he would dwell on, you know, the goal the mat, the goal is is to is to win a championship in the 450 class in the premier class for yourself and for the manufacturer and when that's done um, that's really all that matters and then the feather in the cap is 22 and 0 well what do you do though like what do you do if you're a guy like Ferrandis or you're a guy like Sexton you know or or if you're if you're Anderson AC all these guys like what what the hell do you do to like close the gap and try to beat this guy like what you what what's your approach if you're racing him how are you going to try to beat him oh man um honestly i felt like redbud's track go back to redbud i felt like that was you could move around move around on that track the most you could so far i thought it was the best prep track i thought it was if anybody was going to be able to um challenge uh jet it I'm going to say it was, that was a good weekend for it. Um, I just feel like with, with the Colorado high point, those really technical rounds, I don't think those guys can match um, jets technical side of it at that speed. Um, it's got to be more of a track where you can kind of hang it out a little bit um, al- along with jet. He's going to hang it out too, because the track promotes that, but right. um, Dylan, um, Anderson, um, you know, I, Dylan made a, a, a phenomenal charge there for a lap and a half to, and stayed with him for sure, but he couldn't, he couldn't latch on. You can see jet look back there. Dylan rode really well, but jet was able to just manage the, the, the gap and just slightly ever. So pull away down, you know, as the laps clicked yeah. on and, um, you know, yeah, I, I, the good look the boys all the boys need more work that's just the bottom line all the boys need more work to to yeah. to to knock him off the top step yeah yeah well it's going to be interesting i you know anything can happen i don't think that any track we go to the rest of the year is going to be a challenge for for jet and where i think another rider is going to have an advantage i just because i think he's that good uh, he's proven it time and time again. I think with the other guys getting better, I think almost makes things a little bit better for jet. Cause I think it keeps him focused mentally, right? Like he has to pay attention to what he's doing rather than not having to go out there and really fret on anyone. He's, he doesn't want these guys to beat him and they're good enough to where it keeps him on his toes, which makes him in tune in the moment all the time. So um, I hey man, I don't, I don't know if it's, it seems like he's getting, since he's moved to the 450. I don't know if it's just bike power, whatever the case may be. He's putting himself in, in, I think his starting positions have been better than that we've, than we've seen on the lights bike. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, you can't give somebody like Jet the whole shot like that, you know, and, and even so, 
let's say one of these next couple rounds, we, we see Jet pull a start around, you know, eighth, tenth. Now we'll have to see. But right now, so far, we're halfway through and we haven't really seen a, a, a tenth place start and come up to the lead, you know. So I think if anybody has a chance, it's they got to be 100% on and Jet's going to have to falter on the gate and give those guys um, – you know, give, give whoever's leading a little bit of uh, leeway there to where they, they can run the first 10 minutes sprint and get away and see what that gap looks like after 10, 15 minutes. And then we have to see where Hunter or where jet is, has how far he's come through the pack. I think that's their only chance if they're going to um, uh, try to beat him or going to beat him is, is a mistake on jets part on the line. Uh, I could, I, I agree with you. One, 120%, 120%. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I think that's enough talk about uh, recapping red bud. Nevertheless, we'll just, that's why they race RV, right? See, uh, that's why every they weekend. dogs are an important part of our lives. That means protecting them from parasites. Ask your vet about NextGuard plus a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. Plus, they're delicious and easy to give. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles on a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Uh, but, man, we got some great fan questions. But before we uh, get going with that, uh, let's knock out our uh, quad lock question of the week. And this one's kind of has nothing to do with um, Red Bud, for that matter, more of it's more of about a person. And I liked this because I think it's something that we can kind of elaborate on. Uh, so uh, this comes from Instagram and it's a uh, Jay Smithers 505 Jay Smithers. Uh, Jay, thanks for being a loyal listener and viewer. We appreciate you very much. Uh, he asks, he says, do you think Ken Roxon will regret not racing all of motocross rounds this year? And like I said, it's not it's not a long question, but I think it uh, allows RV and I to kind of share what our thoughts are of why maybe he will or won't. Um, but I'm going to give you the first crack at it. Do you think he's going to regret uh, not racing all the motocross rounds this year? And if, if you if you do think he is, tell us why. Or if you don't think he is, tell us why. OK, so, you know, Kenny is, uh, you know, we, we know Kenny has has opted to do um, world supercross. Right. And, um, look, let's face it. We know Kenny's been in the sport for quite a long time. I think we will, we'll probably see him out there another, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say another two years, probably. I think he races. Yeah. Um, if I'm Ken Roxon and I'm 30 years old or 31 or ho however old he is, I know he's around that, around that age bracket there. Um, you're trying to, you know, maximize your career, maximize your earnings 
and also maximize the fun side of it, you know? And I think with a platform, say like world supercross, um, you know, I feel like for him, we all as racers are looking for, I guess the easier way out, let's call it that way, less racing. Right. And I feel like, but we also, we know we've signed contracts with our manufacturers, with all of our, um, with all of our sponsors to race us based racing. So now there's a different platform out there to go racing on and a, a fair amount of money on the line, um, in that, in that series. Also, I do feel like at his, at 29 years old, um, I don't think Kenny was going to win an outdoor championship. I'll say that now. Um, I, I don't think he's going to regret it. Honestly, I know he rode phenomenal at high point. I, so far we've had the closest race between jet and another rider. And that was Kenny and jet. Um, so he, he rode phenomenal at high point. Um, but honestly, I think he's, he's looking for the fun. He's looking something to, to, to keep him busy, to keep him, to keep it fun, to still be able to make a, a good chunk of change. And no, I don't think he regrets it. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I was going to say similar to what you said about he's, he's just for it for fun. His, and it, it, I hate to say this, but I'm going to back up. I'm going to say it anyways. I don't think he's going to win a Supercross championship again, or he's never won one. I don't think he's going to win a Supercross championship. He wasn't probably going to win the motocross championship. I know that's not going to be a popular opinion, but that's, if I'm a betting man, I'd probably be, you would be right. And so the approach is different when you're not racing for championships. The approach is completely different. You're basically doing it to your point to have fun and make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's elected to do. His sponsors are cool with it. Hey, and he's having fun. I like the position he's in. It's cool to see him enjoying having fun. He's had a lot more fun than you and I, I did. You and I have been open and, and honest about that. We both wish we could have enjoyed it ourselves a little more, but our MO is different. And what he's doing, there's nothing wrong with what Ken is doing. So uh, I love that question. And the, the reason that I picked, we picked it for the, uh, the question of the week is just because it just gives us gives everyone and our listeners a different side and what we believe Kenny's approach is. So when you got the, when you're going out there and you want to win championships, the, the mindset is different. And you know what? He's 29, like you said, and he's just going to ride this thing out, probably cast away as much cheddar as possible and, and live a happy life after. So that was a, uh, a great question. Are yeah, they, you know, I, I, Ricky, I think I think the one thing is too is 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 where Kenny's at too is if he can still show up at a high point and and get a second battle jet, if he can go to um, the last three playoff rounds and put himself up on the podium or win one, let's say, um, you know, if he's if he's kind of like a jack of all trades, he can bounce around and stay relevant by being in the, 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 the fight for a win for a race win in each one of those disciplines. I think his career, um, we may see him race longer than two more years. And like I said, I don't know what his actual plan is for racing, but let's say two years, I think if he can stay relevant and in the, in for those, uh, uh, fights for some wins, podiums, things like that, and all those different disciplines or series. Is I see that. Uh, I mean, what a what not a better way to to kind of go out. Um, you know, I'm not sitting here saying he ha he doesn't think he can win a championship because he he races um, Supercross. Uh, you know, to to win a championship. But honestly, I don't think he's going to either. 
But as long as he stays up there in the top three, top five, and he's a contender, um, I think his fan base grows. I think he can still make the revenue he wants to make. Um, and he's having a hell of a time doing it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, thank you, uh, Jay Smithers. We appreciate you. Uh, uh, get into the direct message and we'll line you up with Quadlock, get you dialed in. Uh, Quadlock to send you some cool stuff. So uh, Quadlock, great company. And uh, they were just on the uh, – they were they had some signage on the winner of the NASCAR race in Chicago. Nice, yeah, with Trackhouse Racing, that was cool. That guy coming over and uh, uh, just absolutely putting on a clinic for the guys, the uh, everyday every weekend racers in NASCAR. So that was a lot of fun to watch that inaugural event. A uh, couple more questions. Let's see here. Uh, what do you think about this one, RV? This comes from Jamie underscore T one eighty seven says. Should the tradition of 24 motos have been kept for this year? Will it return in the future? Um, you know, I look 22, 24. Um, I know it's 11 rounds. It's, it's one race shorter. It doesn't really matter. I think if you can go 24 and oh, like you did and James did, um, so gnarly. Uh, if you can go 22 and oh, and in Jets case, it's so still gnarly. gnarly. It's, it's just so gnarly like, again. Right. Like 22 um, to me is the same as 24. Like I, I exactly. Just, and and not to mention we have three playoff rounds after that. So yeah. I know it's a different series, but it's kind of lumped into as, as a whole now we're, we're, you know, with pro motocross and, and failed, um, kind of part or partnering together to build yeah. the, the playoff rounds. Um, honestly, they have, uh, two more races, than we had previously right so um it's here nor there i don't think it matters um yeah i mean ultimately i would love to see a little more of a break i'm gonna go out and say i'd love to see a little more of some off time for the racers i would have loved to have it when i was racing i would be totally okay with seeing like nine outdoors and then yeah. even shortening supercross so the teams and the guys i mean that's a whole nother topic yeah. that we could probably you know have 30 minutes on, you know, like another show, but yes, I do think we could shorten outdoors. We could shorten supercross a little bit and we could give everybody the time off that, that everybody needs and, and heal up and things like that. But like I said, that could be a whole nother topic, a, another show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about uh, that? That's good. Um, I like this one and I want to hear your reaction for this. Cause I kind of think it's, it's crap too. And why riders don't do this, but this is a good one. This is from uh J pro Baja 11. He says, uh, why can't the riders tell the public what changes they are making to their bikes? Like looking back now, RV from when you were racing, like, isn't it stupid how no one says anything, bro? <laughs> honestly, honestly, Ricky, I, I think it's, comp I think it's, I think it's, everybody knows what the screwdriver, when the screwdriver comes out, we know what we're doing. It's, there's only four ways you can go. You can go stiffer, softer, faster, slower. And that's what for the fork and the shock. And, um, Honestly, I would love to see a, a communication at least for maybe not the racing side of it, but for um, race day live and things like that, the, where, where we can educate the, the, the watcher, the viewer um, a little more on what's going on. Oh, you know, like, Hey, we're coming on where Kenny wants it to be for softer boom. And you do it. And, and, and I think like NASCAR, NASCAR's as they come in, they talk about it. They can talk, they can, a, a communication with the driver and with the crew chief 
I really like that aspect of it. I think it could, I think it would be awesome for our sport. Now I said, I don't think we necessarily need it during the, during the main events, during the qualifiers, but practice leading into as the whole day goes through and what the, what people are changing. Um, I think it'd be great to see it's like I said, it's nothing. Look, a lot of the suspension guys, I mean, it's just like they go from truck to truck to truck. And what I mean by is one year they'll work at Cowie for three years or, you know, and then all of a sudden they're at Honda and then all of a sudden they're at KTM and, you know, WP suspension versus Showa versus KYB. It's all the same. It really, really is all the same. I think it'd be great to have it open. I do too. I do too. I think it's incredibly frustrating for, for me too. It's like, dude, just tell us what you're doing. Like it's no big deal and it's fun and you're going to educate the learners. It's not like you're going to change something for the moto, right? And then the other dude's going to go change something. I mean, well, it doesn't, it, it, cause it, it's so specific to each rider and motorcycle. So if I went for stiffer on my forks and you went for softer on yours, it's because your valving is completely different than mine. Number one, your chassis is different. Your whole bike is it's, it's a Honda versus a Yamaha or a Cowie versus a KTM uh, aluminum frame versus steel frame. It really does not, it, it doesn't coincide at all. So um, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be great. Um, I think the fans would really dig that they could, they, they'd have a little more insight, like actually when it's happening and not waiting for, um, you know, like, uh, the, uh, you know, you to come down on the floor and be like, Hey, this is what they're doing. They're changing the rear tire for the, for, for the moto, you know, or they're cleaning the mud off or whatever the case may be. I think they should have more in depth coming throughout the day and, uh, educate the, the viewer more. Yep. Hundred um, percent. One question I can't remember who it was from. I'm going through my questions right here. Uh, da, 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 da. It was something about a scoop tire. And do you think like this? Do you think basically we had this? I have it right here, Ricky. Okay, I have it right sorry, here. Sorry, dude. I couldn't. Yep. It's JPW five two eight six. Do you think with the paddle paddle style tire is cause for possible injuries with no not enough side traction? I saw Justin Cooper and Jeffrey Herlin's bike kick out and cause a crash. It uh, it is time to go back. Is it time to go back to more conventional knobby tire for rider safety? Again, I I've never ridden with the um, with the scoop tire. I think you have ridden with a, a yep. version of that. Yep, uh, I have. Maybe so. I don't know how how much it lacks side grip, lateral grip. You maybe maybe you do. I mean, is is it that much of? A well, I seen the question. I seen the question come across, Ricky. And here's here's the way I look at it: is is f1 or any any type of road racing they have a wet tire a rain tire and they have a they have a rain tire they have a medium compound they have a they have a they have a hard compound right and those are up to the riders and let's go to use a MotoGP for example or f1 some guys will run a, a rain tire longer than they'll run their medium tire or they'll be like some guys will pull in put their medium on while the track is still a little bit damp or one guy will say, Hey, I'm better with my rain tire and I'm going to push it another five laps. And at that point, maybe we're going to put ourselves, it could, it could work into our favor or it could work against us because if the track dries out, then the rain tire is going to be going to be garbage on a dry track. So here's the way I look at it is, is you're the rider. You're the one riding it. You know what tire you've put on your motorcycle. Now height, let's use high point as an, as an example, Everybody ran the scoop. You needed to run the scoop for the for probably ninety percent of the track and a hundred percent of the start. Um, but High Point does have those those 
areas on the track that gets that hard clay base that comes through that's very slippery. That is a rider error, in my opinion. You know what tire you've chosen. You know what's on the motorcycle. You have enough time and experience on that tire. You need to you need to know when you where you can push that tire and where you cannot push that tire. That's rider error, in my opinion. It's it has nothing to do with injuries, this or that. Does it have less side grip? Hundred percent, it does. But you know, going into the race, it's not like you had a blindfold on and you jump on a motorcycle and then it's like, oh, I didn't know I had a scoop tire on. You knew exactly what tire was on going yeah, into that. So be mindful in the areas where you know you're going to lack side grip. Exactly. Here's a, great, here's a great example. So when I was at Factory Honda, Dunlop, they work really hard at giving given the best equipment, the best tire, and the best options possible. But they, I always ran the 756. It was an intermediate yep. style rear tire. Yeah, yep. I remember that number. Run, I can't remember what the, the hard pack one was, the number for it. But they would always try to get me, encourage me to use that for the hard pack tires because it did have better traction in certain areas. But the reason that I didn't like it, RV, it just, it wasn't dependable and it wasn't consistent. Like I felt like sometimes when I was turning, it would be there and then it wouldn't be there. It was very unpredictable. Yep. So I would go to your point. I, I didn't like that. Right. So I didn't, I didn't like something that wasn't predictable. So I would always run the 756. It had less grip, but it was predictable. I knew exactly how much it was going to spin in the hard, slippery areas, and I knew how much traction it wasn't going to get at at, at all times. Yep. I was going to the line. I knew what I had in every scenario. And to your point, no, I don't think to answer that guy's question. I don't think they need to get rid of the scoop. I think that the rider needs to be be more aware of what he has into exactly the way you explained it. You knew it, you know what you picked, be mindful of the the drawbacks that the tire has. Yep. And we had the same, same, same issue when I was racing, we had the Dunlop came out with the tire called a 62 and it had a very, the carcass was very, very soft and you could feel the side of the rim, but I ran that tire at Phoenix. Well, yep. Dunge and a lot of the other guys were running a hard, actually intermediate to more of a hard pack tire and by 20, and this is 20 laps. Luckily we were only 20 laps then too, and not 20 minutes because by the end of that 20 lap main event, I pulled and I ended up just uh, inching out Brayton. Brayton, it was, it, it was I think I passed him with two laps to go or one lap to go at Phoenix. And we came off the track and I probably had 40% of my knobs were left on that tire, but I knew exactly where that tire was good and where it wasn't and how consistent it was. And I chose that tire, um, knowing, and even, uh, Brian at Dunlop's like, dude, you we're, you're going to have no knobs left. And I'm like, yes, but I know that I can ride my motorcycle the fastest up until I have no knobs left Yeah, and maybe we can make it through the race. And I said, I know it's only going to come up three or, you know, call it three laps short if that's the case. Cause I ran this tire in Corona a, a lot. Yeah. That's the only tire I ever ran. So I was very familiar with it and it made it to the end of the race with about 40% of the knobs gone. And I won the race, but I knew what I was getting myself into. That is awesome. That is such a, that's a hell of a story. You guys are getting, RV is dropping the gold for us today. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's the way it is. And I feel like some of the riders these days just aren't that aware. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are. And, you know, but I, I think it, it comes down to, you got to know, you got to know what you have and, and, it, and there's a give and a take. Uh, great questions. Appreciate it. You guys keep uh, piling them on. 
Uh, we love answering them. We'll try to get through them uh, through the week. And if you have any questions, just you can hit RV's Instagram, my Instagram, whatever you need to do. Before we say goodbye and just give some thoughts up to Southwick, we got to thank our sponsors again, uh, Quadlock Case. We appreciate you guys. Boxo USA, uh, great company. They make great stuff, toolboxes, tools, you name it. Um, lifetime guarantee, super easy to uh, get that processed as well. Check them out online. And of course, uh, United Motorsports, they got six locations across Ohio and uh, in Kentucky, just a, a great company, really involved the grassroots of things. And uh, they got uh, they got Boxo in there as well. Uh, if you want a 10% discount, you can use the uh, promo code TITLE24, that's site-wide for, uh, for United Motorsports, Boxo, and Quadlock. So, so check them out. We appreciate you guys. Uh, let's see here. Next weekend, we are going to Southwick. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, you and I have done really well there. Myself personally, even though I done really well there, I didn't like racing there. Just uh, I think there's, we can elaborate on Southwick just a little bit, a little pre pre Southwick pre show here, Ricky. What do you, I think we could see some big upsets here at Southwick. Southwick is, I think one of the, Really? It's probably the well, and, I, and this is why I think that I think that um, especially for the rookies that haven't gone to Southwick, it's a different track. And I know Hayden's been there um, in some practice days and things like that. But when South, when you show up for the national, it's it's different. It's uh, I think it's a very unique and can be a very tough track to ride if you're not a hundred percent flow. And I mean a hundred percent flow have a, have the flow on that track. You're never going straight for very long. Um, it's got a pretty hard sand base to it, which we're going to run the side. Everybody's going to run the paddle again, and it's great in a straight line. And then I know the newer tire, new, the new paddle is better on, on a lean, but still Southwick, you're never going straight very long. It gets very rough. Um, it could be hot, humid. Um, you know, it's, it, I think, I think it's going to be a great race weekend. I don't think Jet's going to get upset because I think he's going to, I just think he's going to do what Jet has done in the past. Yeah. But as for the lights class, I think we could see some some uh, some uh, riders swapping out in position finishes uh, compared to what we've seen in the past. Hey, I'm I'm for it. I, I'm all for some drama, no doubt. I will say, <laughs> I will say this is that that track is caters to the physically fit. I think if you're not physically yep. fit. You're going to have your hands full all day. I have yet to look at the weather. Uh, if the weather is hot, uh, that's just going to put more emphasis on the guys that are fit and who aren't. And so I think like some of the veterans, to your point, can rely on what they know, how that track develops. And maybe if they're in better shape, um, they're going to they're going to do a little bit better. For sure, the rookies are going to have their hands full. Most likely there's a lot of unknowns there. Um, dude, but I just, that 250 class, I, it's, it's like musical chairs outside of the top three. It really is. So, uh, yep. I mean, and you got Hunter's first overall win at Southwick and not to mention, let's see who comes off the couch that just is a local boy that hangs out at Southwick that can put that up in the top 10 somewhere, you know, maybe yeah. especially in practice. We know in practice, we're going <laughs> to see some names out. You're like, who's this guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Right. There's a. Uh, Tony LaRusso in my day was one of those dudes. He would always come up. There you go. He'd be run up front and like, <laughs> he was good, good rider, but especially good at South. But yeah, that is definitely a local track and the locals come out uh, 
the local area riders from New England. Looks they like, come out. Yeah, yeah. Looks like we have a high of 87 in the scattered Ooh. thunderstorms. Uh-oh. 87's getting a little toasty. It is. Getting a Especially little toasty. once you add the humidity in. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's going to be a good one. Um, big, uh, big week uh, on NBC as far as motorsports go. Remember, you got to check uh, SMX Insider with Weez and JT. Comes out Thursday at 2 p.m. on YouTube. Saturday, Pro Motocross will be at Southwick. We just talked about that. Race Day Live starts at 10 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. Then the first two motos, this is key right here. You can see it is on NBC, the first motos at 1 p.m. Eastern this Saturday on NBC. It's going to be awesome. And then, of course, Peacock. Then the finales, the finals will be on Peacock exclusively. So make sure you tune in live to uh, NBC and check out the first motos. Um, then go over to uh, Xfinity Race. It's going to be in Atlanta this weekend. It's on USA. That's at 7.30. So that'll be 7.30 uh, Saturday night. And, of course, you can see right there, Sunday, 12 p.m., IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. That's going to be on big NBC. And then NASCAR Cup Series goes to Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. I know I will be home definitely watching that. So a, a big week in motorsports on NBC. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to get back to Southwick. Um, should be a lot of fun. Look forward to seeing you there as well. We'll have to get out for some food and a beverage. Maybe yep. our boss here from uh, Title 24, we can uh, lean on his credit card and he can uh, – <laughs> We'll put, we'll put his credit card to good use and um, he'll do it. But uh, thank right. you everyone so much to all of our great sponsors. Uh, remember, you can check us out. It's on Peacock On Demand, uh, NBC's YouTube page, uh, on Motorsports' YouTube page, and all the applications for your um, podcast, wherever you guys listen to it. Make sure you subscribe and like and send those questions in. And uh, we'll do it again next week. So RV... Look forward to seeing you in Southwick. Uh, I'm about to get on this plane and head back to the real world. That's right. That's right. Well, have a good one. I'm heading out to Glen Helen to do oh. a little riding myself for the for first time in a long time. So I should be sore tomorrow on the plane. That'll be nice. Keep the shiny side up. Well, you're not. You are you training for that two-stroke race? I'm um, actually just going out to ride a new motorcycle. Uh, one of the new Yamahas that have come out. So. All right. All right, should be a good time. I get a little sneak peek on it, get, get a little seat time for anybody else. That a boy, that a boy. All right, my man, we'll uh, have a good one. Uh, like I said, everyone, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.